Konnichiwa, Rinsawa, and welcome to the Toriyama Experience, episode four. I'm one of your hosts, Frosty, and today I have a very special guest with me. Uh, Donnie is not in the house, but I do have my buddy, Zach, with me. What's going on, guys? Uh, do you have a sign-on name? I mean, like, everybody has sign-on names now, and you're just kind of Zach. And I feel, I meant to ask you that before we recorded, but... It's okay. Uh, so, yes and no. So on Facebook, I am a bearded nerd podcast, but everywhere else, uh, my gamer tag on PSN is Malefic God or Natsu Dragon twenty two twenty two because I'm that big of an anime nerd. Nice. So your sign on name is t- basically you plugging in your podcast. Is that what you're telling me? This is true. Yep. Well, just, that's ju- okay. just me and my podcast. I'm a bearded nerd, so it's got to work. So. Speaking of Bearded Nerd, we recorded an episode of Bearded Nerd the other night. Yes, we did. It is and actually going to be up before this uh, this episode of the Toriyama Experience is up. So make sure everyone goes and checks it out. I'm sure we'll share it in the uh, Loot Bros group. So, oh, most definitely. Um, so it's going up SoundCloud, iTunes, all that jazz. SoundCloud right now, since it's the first episode, you know, we have to go through all the rigmarole and they have to verify that it's an okay podcast for the Apple Store and all that stuff. But um, hopefully after the first episode, we're going to have it on iTunes, SoundCloud. It's going to be on regardless. And we're also going to put it on Google Play and probably uh, Anchor FM, Last FM, any outlet for podcasting. I will attempt to put it there. Awesome, awesome. Uh, once again, this is the Toriyama Experience. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are a Loot Bros podcast um, as part of our little like Loot Bros network we're trying to get going. Um, the Loot Bros is actually, we've been going strong now for about two years, but we've been really slack lately, for lack of a better term, just because we've, you know, we've, we've all had a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff going on in our lives. I know we've we've probably talked about it before on previous episodes, but uh, one of our hosts was has been moving. Another host uh, started a new job, working second shift, so it's just been really hard for us to schedule. But uh, we are still doing the podcast and strong. And um, <clears throat> as a result, you know, we I, I said, you know what, I want to do an anime podcast. So me and Donnie started an anime podcast, and my goal here was to get other guests on the show as well. Um, Donnie unfortunately can't make it this week. But he, you know, he said, "Go ahead and do the show without me and get, get somebody." I said, "Okay, well, I got perfect guest in mind. That would be Zach from the Beard and Nerd Podcast." Uh, and he just finished My Hero Academia, and I just finished My Hero Academia, so it's only appropriate that we get on here and discuss the hotness that is My Hero Academia. A lot of people are, um, you know, pretty excited about this uh, X Men anime, if you will. It's basically what it is. I mean, let's 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 be honest. Yeah, I mean, for freaking A, man. I I didn't want season three to end. I was just like, nope, uh, it's not over. I don't believe you. You're lying to me. See, I was kind of opposite. I wanted it to end because I wanted to watch it all and catch up because I'm really behind in all my anime. Like, I was... You know, you know how life is. You go in spurts, right? You'll go you, where you're playing games pretty hardcore, then you'll take a break and do other stuff, and then come back. Well, I'm like that with anime, but the problem with anime is it's not like video games. Where like, yeah, there's a lot of video games that come out, and you know, like you have a game here, a game there. Like Red Dead Redemption came out, or, or Spider Man came out, then Red Red Redemption, and then you know, right around the corner, we're getting a Resident Evil Two remake and Kingdom Hearts Three, and with anime, it's like. 
it's it's all that, but so much more because it's just like any other like you know lump of shows that you might binge watch. It just hits you all at once, and uh, you know there's just so much to watch. And the quality of anime now, you know, like I've argued before, like we're in a golden age of anime, and there's just so much good stuff to watch. And it's all coming out at the same time. Like April was going to be a busy, busy month. Because we're getting, not only are we getting uh, season four of My Hero Academia, which just got announced the other day. But we're also getting One one Punch Man. One Punch! Uh, Season two is coming out. I haven't seen season one, so I'm sorry. I can't relate to the excitement right now. You should do that. You won't regret it. 12 episodes. I mean, you just finished My Hero Academia, and I know you're like we all do. You have a ton of anime you're watching. I would recommend going and watching One Punch Man as like a, I would say palate cleanser, but it's not really a palate cleanser. It's like a dessert. I'm sorry. You uh, you, you did this to me. I told you I couldn't come on the Toriyama experience without watching any Dragon Ball Super. So as soon as I finished My Hero, I started watching Dragon Ball Super. And I just got through the Beerus arc already because I'm just that good. Holy moly. Now, did you do what I suggested and watch the movies? or uh, I watched the series, and then I just watched the movie while I was okay. sitting here editing my podcast. That way I could kind of get yeah, you know, I kind of get a fill because there's some there there's some little details here and there that you know they didn't put in the movie, but gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, honest opinion though, what did you think about the animations in the the first two arcs? because there was a lot of hoopla about the, uh, or complaints rather, about the um, the animation because it was really rushed. You know, like after the first two movies released, it was like, hey, we're going to do a new Dragon Ball series, but we're going to basically rehash the two movies in two arcs. And so they did. And then, like, some of the animations took a hit. Did you notice that? Was it like jarring or? Yeah, no. Some of the fight scenes were really like off to me. Um, and then uh, just the animation now, I. I I hate to say it, but I really like the old animation better. Like this animation, I, I like. I look at it, and it just reminds me so much of Kai. Yeah. Like it's just I don't know. It, it feels more American cartoony to me now than it does ja- like actual like Japanese animation. Just uh, yeah. Like they tried There's, throwing the two together. Yeah. There's something if you go back and watch a '90s anime. Like right now, I'm watching uh, uh Cowboy Bebop. Like there's something about the fidelity of like a ni- a good '90s anime, you know. Like it's got that very nostalgic look and feel, you know. Like, um, <clears throat> and like anime now is just, just you know, I, I wouldn't say it's completely changed because it really hasn't changed too much. But it's, you know, a lot of the animations have, you know, j- just like with the the introduction to like high definition television and stuff. Like it, you know, anime's changed in, in terms of like its visual styles and stuff, but. I, I get what you're saying. Like a lot of people said that about Super when it first came out, because you know they were looking at what they remembered from like the later episodes in Z, with like the Boo Saga to now, and it was like, you know, they were like, eh, I'm not digging it. I do, I do see what you're saying, but uh, I would say be patient, you know, and and hold on because um, later on, like when you get to like the the Goku Black arc and the um, especially when you get to the Tournament of Power arc. I think the animations get way better because then the the uh, artists had a chance to like kind of slow down and take their time and really make it look good. I mean, whenever you know 
I'm, I'm, I would say spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. I know you know. Everyone knows. But when uh, Goku and Jiren face off, like those animations are fantastic looking. So uh, it gets better. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. I believe you. And for all and and for everybody that's missing Donnie right now, it's okay. I know all you Denochi Shojins out there are listening to the <laughs> podcast, and you're gonna love me just as much as you love Donnie. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. You can be my husbando. Ooh, are you gonna be my waifu of the week? Speaking of waifu of the week, you've always been a sucker for big boobs. I can't help it. I love them. Um, <laughs> before we kick off and really dig into some My Hero Academia, I felt like it's only appropriate that we nominate this week's waifu of the week to someone from the show. Now, I had a hard time choosing uh, who I really wanted to be the waifu of the week, you know, and 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 that's the thing that kind of I don't know. It's weird because there's you know a lot of waifus in the show. I mean, let's be honest, but. At the same time, you have to remember that they're still kind of young, and yeah, like, I don't know. Like it's technically a high school. So, so you want what you're telling me is you thought about being a pedophile. Open up, it's the FBI. We're coming in, sir. Put some pants on. No, that is don't lie to me. Not, let's not put words in my mouth. I will say <laughs> this though: this week we're safe. We're in the clear. Okay. Don't have to call the SWAT team because uh, we did not nominate someone from UA High. We nominated a teacher. Technically, she is from UA High, though. She's an alum. So, but she's not. Yes, but she's not a student. <laughs> That's the important part. So, who is it, man? Who we got this week? We have midnight as our wife of the week. Um, we didn't really get much time to discuss it and debate it because. Now that I think about it, I don't know. I think I, th- I think Mount uh, Mount Lady would uh would kind of rival her, and she's younger too. Like, uh. mm. Mm, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Well, let's break this down. We can we could do this. Well, how about this? We will do we'll do Midnight first, right? And then we'll have to do Mount Lady, and we'll we'll kind of see which one should get the nomination. Okay, right? we might, might even leave it up to listeners. Maybe they can write in. I don't know. Does anyone listen to the show? I don't know. I don't care. We're doing this. So, <clears throat> Midnight. Uh, I'm reading this straight from the fandom page. All right. So, but I guess that would be easiest for us. Usually, I would just take this and, and word it shorthand, but we don't have time for that. Nobody has time for that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, Midnight is a curvaceous woman ooh, with a long black hair and blue eyes. I already like where this is going. I mean, she has my vote already. Midnight's hero costume is very similar to one of a traditional dominatrix. She wears a black breastless leotard over a white bodysuit, which emphasizes her breast. Very important part. Like you, you can't have a leotard and not emphasize your breast, right? I mean, do we really see Spider-Man's breast? Let's be honest. He wears a leotard. I mean, I do. I look at oh, ooh. I mean, I have a well, I have a spider fetish. Uh, Whoa. It's not true. Not true at all. Whoa, I mean. He's 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 batting from uh from Manetta's team, I hear. <laughs> Manetta. I love that little dude. I swear to God, I swear to God he's he's like he's gonna be like the secret gay guy. He <laughs> There's no way. Give me a break. It's high school. You talking about the little dude with the purple balls? Yes. There's no way. He's he is way too infatuated with the the female body. 
Okay. Uh, you know, what? let's see who. What's his name? The one that Did can shoot his naval laser that's all sparkly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, you got me there. What is his name? I don't know. He's like not you can tell super you, duper important. <laughs> you could tell when the character's not for it, or you just flat out don't know their name. He's just he's just there. I feel like sometimes there's probably listeners out there right now screaming at their phones because we don't know this guy's name. All right, so, stop being stupid. While I'm reading, pay this attention. Chick, you can look it up. So this chick has a whip that she uses, which is pretty badass. I played Castlevania. Whips are awesome. Uh, handcuffs on her hands, like those serve no purpose. But you know why they're there. I mean, come on. Uh, and her, she has a really cool. She actually has a really cool quirk where she ignites this like mist that puts her enemies to sleep. Pretty useful, but the downfall is it only works really good on men. It usually don't work on women, so that kind of sucks. So she she's fighting someone who, um, she's fighting like a really strong female opponent, and she's kind of screwed, right? Right. So that's probably gonna come in play here in the next season, in my personal opinion. Right. Yeah, I can see it. Because right now most most of the uh, villains have been male. We've had like two or three female villains, but she's never been around when they had they had to fight them. So cool. Okay, next up we got uh, our I guess our second choice of waifu of the week is Yu Takayama, aka Mount Lady. Uh, she is the number twenty three pro hero of My Hero Academia. Uh, I love these <laughs> I love these descriptions they put in the fandom. Mount Lady is a voluptuous young woman who has purple eyes and long, vol- voluminous, creamy blonde hair <laughs> curled into two strands to frame her face. Who the hell writes this? Like, put your pants uh, on. I'm dude. gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Mother's Basement, the guy we've talked about. Um, spoiler alert for my first episode. Oh yeah. I actually listened to some of him today. <laughs> His videos are like overly uh, descriptive. <laughs> right. Like, oh, wait, hold on here. You'll, you'll love this. All right. She's also known to be vain as she uses her ample sex appeal to further her popularity or to gain something. Shown during Minoru, Minoru's internship. She also appears to be very lazy. Oh, yeah. Mineta interned with her and she's like, <laughs> laying on the couch eating Cheetos making him clean her her house correct yeah so she's really cool though her, her quirk is basically Ant-Man she can like turn herself really big like a giant and beat people up so that's cool yeah uh, in my personal opinion not as hot as uh, Midnight I mean Midnight's like 31 though she's like 24 I mean are you she's really got... throwing age in here? Hey, hey, and let and let and let's just look at it this way too. She can get bigger, so her breasts have like no <laughs> size cap here. So technically, she has the bigger boobs. I see. That's also a matter of, uh, you know, what's your preference? Because when Donnie does waifu of the week, he's always looking for like a soulmate in his waifu. Like he picked Vanilla. <laughs> she, she's apparently a good wife. <laughs> like she that, is. 
that is like the most modest answer you can get. Waifus aren't necessarily always wife material. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't. If she was an actual human being, mm, definitely not wife material. Not even close. But personally, my vote for wife of the week, you could disagree with me. You're the guest. You could do that. I won't ban you. Is uh, Midnight. Because we see more of her. We've seen her. We've seen her fight more. She just has that sex appeal to her, even given her age. What's wrong with being thirty one's not that old though? I'm thirty. How old are you? I'm twenty two. See, she's more my age. That's why. Oh, I think that's just okay. it. I think that's just it. Okay. He's just a boy. But I'm a I, I'm an old soul trapped in a young man's body though. He's just a boy, no bigger than a little baby squirrel. I mean, let's be honest though. There, like, midnight's a little intimidating. I don't know if I could like handle that. Like, she's she wears she wears handcuffs for bracelets and carries around a whip. Yeah, and her quirk can just make you fall asleep and you'll wake up and not not really know what happened to you. It's true. See, so That's she's scary. litter. She's litter. You know what? You know what her quirk is? Date rape. <laughs> that is her quirk. Basically, what it is. I mean, she's got handcuffs and all. I don't know. Yeah. So. See. See. Think about that. You, you're, you're going. You're going for midnight. At least I'm going for the one that can. That can step on me. At least. I mean, she can squish me. At least you can see what's coming, right? Yeah, I can. I can see it coming on. Yeah. How about this? We'll do this. Waifus of the week goes to both midnight and Mount Lady. I'll do that for you, just because you're the for, guest. For different. For different reasons, you know. For different reasons, that's right. They're see, co- they're but, a combination. See, but midnight, you know, she's thirty one. You know, she's had time to f- try to find a wife or try to find a husband and settle down. And you know, you, you, if you want to have fun, midnight's got your back. She's twenty four. She ain't done with her fun yet. So, at what point though? Like, what is the age like gap that you know? Like, it, what, I guess, what point does she stop being? Sexy, hot, dominatrix, and just become like common barslet. Um, well, I mean, if we're talking reality <laughs> here, the more she gets into her like late thirties, that's when she turns into a milf. I got you. Okay, so I hope no children are listening to the show because I hope not either. Their parents are going to get really mad at us. Yeah, I hope my wife's not listening because I might have to make a pallet on the couch. I mean, I can build you a doghouse. It's okay. Sweet. Or oh wait, no, we could just have a, uh, we could just have one of our my hero characters just make you, just just create you a lovely palette. They could do that. I've seen it might, happen. Might take her a minute, but she'll do it. <laughs> that is this week's waifu or waifus, waifus. of the week. So we move oh. on to me. Yes. Um, we were talking about uh, Mr. Naval Laser, and I did find out his name. What's, what's it's name? uh, it's Aoyama. Aoyama. Yuga. Yuga. I, I, yeah, it's it's A O Y A M A. Aoyama. They might say it Aoyama over there. Uh, that works. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just gonna say Yuga because that's just easier to say. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think I've seen. I think I've heard his name once in the show. Like when they introduced him, they said it, and that was about it. 
No, they say his last name quite a few times whenever he's like actually like in battle. When they did the um, uh, when they just got their provisional licenses, they they did say his name quite a bit because he actually did hold kind of a key part. He did. Um, yeah, him and Ida kind of kind of took care of took care yeah. of business. And I mean, we'll, we'll probably get into that later, but you know, that's a big part of the show is you know, this show's not all about one hero. You know, what I'm saying like. I, I kind of have my thoughts of where they're going to go in terms of story, but we'll, we can dig into that later. Yes, so, sir. Um, but, you know, the show is going to be centered around a lot of My Hero Academia, but we I've also been watching other stuff, obviously. Uh, so we can get into that now, and what are we watching? Um, so other than finishing up Season 3 of My Hero, I actually just started Cowboy Bebop. Uh, so quick confession: I never finished Cowboy Bebop. I have I've seen seen a few episodes, and then there's people right now raging. Um, you know, never watched it. Uh, it's been on. You know, I've seen it in pretty much anywhere for sale. You know, Best Buy, uh, Walmart. Been tempted to buy it a few times. I was just like, yeah, I'll wait. You know, and I'm glad I did because now it's it's on the Funimation app. So I'm watching it there, and <laughs> it's uh, it's great, man. Like. It's definitely one of those must-see animes, you know. Uh, it's heavily, like, the, the look of the animes is, uh, like, it's heavily aesthetic, like, from the 90s, you know. Right. Um, with, like, the, <clears throat> just that, uh, I guess, more realistic-looking anime, you know, before animes really, to my knowledge, kind of took a turn and, like, I guess being more cartoony, you know. Um, granted, I mean we've always had that anime, and think back in like the early days of Pokemon, even you know. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like this is still back when like in the '90s when you had very very serious like anime took itself a little too serious, I guess, because you know back then you had things like uh, Ninja Scroll and Ghost in the Shell, and hell even the Street Fighter movie, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, which is my pers- one of my personal favorites. Like it was very raw, very realistic, and um. You know, just, uh, I guess, boots on the ground is a good way to kind of put it, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess. But um, so it's good stuff, man. It follows a spike, this bounty hunter. Uh, I'm only like a couple episodes in now, but, you know, I'm sure everyone here has seen Cowboy Bebop. If you haven't, and you go check it out. It's pretty cool. And the guy who voices Spike is the same guy who does the voice of the Toonami guy. Oh, you're talking so. about the little robot dude? This is... Yeah, let's get ready for some tsunami. Yeah, okay. okay. Stephen Bloom, I think his name is. He's got a huge rep sheet. So he's well. He's done you're a lot. better with the voice actors than I am. I know. I just know some of the major names. Yeah, all you really need to know is Chris Abbott. This is and true. Sean Schimmel, which um, you know, like Sean Schimmel, he's been doing voice acting for like 20 years, and it's. I really wish he would do more stuff. Like, I don't know the situation there, you know? Like, if I ever do a Q&A with Chris Abbott, that's one of the questions I'll ask him. I don't know if he'll answer it. But, you know, because if it's being so personal, maybe I have to wait till I meet Sean Schimmel, if I ever meet him. But I just want to be like, Funimation's kicking ass. Where are you at? <laughs> because like, he does Goku and King Kai and a few other, like, extra characters, you know? Which is cool. But I like I want to see Sean Schimmel do a voice at some point other than Goku, you know. 
And it used to be that way. Now it's like, it does Goku so much. It's like, well, I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, listeners, if there's anybody out there that follows the stuff, you know, I'd like to like, I'd like to know, like, like, what do you do? What else do you do? So all of the things, but, um, yeah. Uh, can we be bop? Um, I haven't jumped back into attack on Titan yet, unfortunately. Uh, which is kind of depressing because I love that show so much, but I want to finish it. Um, everyone's like, it seems like every time I talk about getting into a show, everyone's like, you got to watch this show, which is exactly what happened with my hero. <laughs> yep. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to finish death note and then start my hero academia. And then I end up starting my hero academia halfway through death note. And I binge watched the, in all three seasons. So, and I'm still yet to finish death note. <laughs> I guess that's another one I'm watching. I'm in the middle of Death Note still. So it's really good. Um, Donnie wants me to start Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't know when that'll happen. I don't know if I ever have, I'll ever start that show. Because every, you know, it hasn't been one of those ones that's like really like up there on my backlog list. So like someone will say something about it and be like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I should probably watch it. I've heard good things about it. And then mm-hmm. like, I have like all this other stuff that I, I'd honestly much rather be watching. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know what? And I forget yeah. about it, and then someone says something about it again, and I remember. And it's just a repeating cycle of I'm never going to watch that show, probably. Yeah. You can actually go on Voodoo right now. Um, you have a Voodoo account? No, I'm sure it's free, isn't it? It's. Uh, yeah, it's free. Well, you can go on there. And basically, you can buy or rent movies. Like the library and selection that they have is really good. Uh, it's just you're paying for it, you know, and, and some of the movies you buy to, like that aren't on sale are usually higher than you can find some, you know, sometimes retail, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, it's Wayne's World 1 and 2, you know, like you end up paying like 10 bucks a piece for them. I'm like, well, I could buy these at the flea market for two bucks a piece, you know, right. um, but they do have some free stuff on there and they actually have uh, every episode of right now. They have every episode of Ronma subbed <laughs> on there. Like that is an old anime. It's been around about as long as Dragon Ball. I watched like the first episode and it's pretty interesting. You ever heard of Ronma? I have not. <laughs> it's old. This basically follows this dude who is uh, he's a martial arts um, inspiring martial arts master, and he gets cursed somehow or another. I can't remember how, but uh, basically he gets cursed to wear. Whenever he gets hit with water, like cold water, it changes him into a girl. Okay. Then the only way to change back is to use warm water. <laughs> Interesting. Or one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a weird show. It's called Ronba, Ronba one half or something like that. It's Ronba and a half or something. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a cult classic because it's, it's, it was pretty popular back in the day. But I mean, this is back when, you know, anime wasn't really popular at all. You know, even Dragon Ball was like taboo, super taboo in the States. So, you know, I have a few Ranma like VHS tapes I found from this lady who used to collect and I got them. And, you know, I think I sold one of them for like two bucks to this kid who's like, he's younger than you. And he's like, oh my gosh, you have Ranma. And I'm like, yeah, $2. You want it? You have a VHS player? <laughs> What world is this? <laughs> I so. should probably 
get a VHS player again. Yeah, it's the only way I'll survive in this world. It's like you watch could, old anime. Yeah. You could uh, find a VHS DVD combo. Problem is, though, a lot of VHS tapes, like, I bought a couple from the flea market from this dude. He's got, like, a whole, he's got, like, a 10 by 20 full of VHS tapes. And he's got a whole wall of, like, old VHS movies. Um, you know, Sailor Moon, old, like, Dragon Ball. Um, just stuff you can't really find, you know. I mean, you can find it, but it's, like, really expensive, you know. Um, like, when they re-released them on DVD, and they're just stupid expensive, plus you have to pay shipping. So you end up paying, like, 80 bucks for, like, six movies. Right, yeah. Versus you're just like, oh, well, here's the VHS someone selling for a dollar or 50 cents, even. Yeah, and that's why, I like, Crunchyroll and Funimation is so awesome. Because you get a chance to watch these shows that you just can't find, man, you know. But, um, so yeah, uh, what are you watching, man? You know, other than, uh, my hero, you know, what you've been watching? I mean, we did discuss it earlier a little bit. Um, I have been watching Dragon Ball Super. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and honestly, I think best case scenario, I could probably finish it by Monday. Uh, I, I've been doing some heavy binging lately. Like I stayed up until like two o'clock yesterday morning just making sure that I finished my hero and started super so I've been doing some pretty heavy binging cool you know, um, I might have to get you whenever you finish super we'll do a a super discussion because uh, Donnie's I think Donnie's still watching it now yeah he knows more than I do though I'm not going to read ahead like he is and know what's going on I'm just going to be like yeah, I'd actually like to enjoy the show and not be and and it not be spoiled for all it's yeah. worth. Right. Well, that was my thing. I was following a bunch of Dragon Ball fa- uh, fan pages on Facebook. I had to actually stop following them because people were posting spoilers like crazy, right. and uh, people are kind of starting to do that now or try to do that with the movie now, with the new movie coming out. But I don't know if like jerks. Yeah, I don't really believe half of what I see anyway. I got somebody was there was a picture going around as viral that uh trying to allude to the fact that Broly attacks Weiss in the movie. And Weiss has got like his hand on Broly's throat. I'm like I'm like that kind of looks photoshopped. I don't know if that's real, you know. So, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I I'm trying to avoid all spoilers, you know. And it's going to get really bad here in the next month. Because it comes out in Japan the 16th. So. Right. So we're going to get hit with all the. I just watched it English, English dubbed. <laughs> yeah. English sub. Sub. <laughs> I can't speak today. Subbed. The yeah. Right. So. But yeah, that's what we're watching. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, whenever we started, uh, this episode here is all about My Hero Academia. Uh, we're going to break it down, talk about some stuff. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add to the notes, but uh, or the agenda rather, because um, we don't have to have a formula so much. Like something we've been doing on uh, the first couple episodes, if you haven't listened already, is uh, you know we've been kind of digging in, doing like character synopsis, I guess, if you will, and kind of talk about like you know fun facts about the character and like uh, just interesting events that occur in the show pertaining to that character and. Um, you know, but this show kind of want to 
kind of do something a little different. You know, we could do like a full fledged breakdown of the show, and and maybe not. You know, we don't have to discuss it ABC, ABC or anything, but like, you know, like just some of the things like our, our favorite characters and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, kicking this thing off. Uh, what are some of your favorite things about the show, and what are your most disliked things about the show? Mm. So, so we'll for- some of my I'd have to say favorite things like character wise like right now like Midoriya he's like he he's kind of he's really he's really kicking it up for me like he's finally in that stage where he's like okay you know like All Might spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it All Might doesn't have his powers anymore like hey this this is my power now I have to be 110% better and you know it's it's really showing in the way that he's he's been acting and him actually using the brain that he has in on top of his head because we know he's he, we know he's extremely smart like he's probably one of those honestly I feel like he's one of the smartest characters in the series because um, he goes through everything like subjectively from all the studying he did as like growing up you know he yeah. finally figured out okay cool I can why, why don't I use my legs since I've destroyed my arms. So, you know, I'm, I'm finally glad he actually is, like, developing his own style. Yeah. Shout out to Deku for discovering he had legs. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, look, I got legs. It's, it's like Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would I kind of agree with you. Or I agree with you, actually. Is uh, I feel like Deku is definitely one of the... Uh, the smartest quirkless characters. Cause you know, you had that one character in the show that her quirk was like extreme IQ, you know, right. that, that they showed her. It was during the, um, the, uh, the exams where they were trying yeah, to get the their provisional li- license, provisional license. Yeah. Um, you know, this character, she's got like super IQ and can like, you know, create all these scenarios, you know, which uh, I thought was kind of cool. How like, you know, she was only one person, but, they all kind of banded together to defeat her, you know? So it's like teamwork really paid off in the end. That was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, as far as like not having a quirk, Midori is very awesome at problem solving. And because he spent most of his life analyzing the heroes, you know, right. And, uh, that really shows, especially in the, uh, the, the, the fight in season three against, uh, Togata. <laughs> Power! My new favorite character, by the way. I love that guy. Uh, he's like a buff Fallout guy. <laughs> it's like they took the uh, the dude from Fall uh, Fallout and put him right, in my hero, yeah. my Hero Academia. That's that's what he looks like to me. His in the face. exact face, yeah. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. They put a they put a Vault Boy in my hero. Yeah. Great, and he kicks ass. But um, so yeah, like Midoriya, I immediately noticed that you know he when he starts to fight, he likes to you know, use the element of surprise and I'll pop up behind you. And he even used that to his advantage to attack him as he appeared behind him. But the guy's quirk is like really good. And, you know, he's basically previous to damage. Um, isn't it? He has to, he has to hold his breath to use his quirk or something. He has to hold his breath. And then like when he goes like underground and stuff, he can't like, he can't see like close. He like holds his breath, closes his eyes. Like, he literally has he it's it's literally just like his brains that like okay I drop here if I shoot it on here it's gonna shoot me out here you know he yeah he's actually like he doesn't look like the smartest guy in the world 
but he's he's pretty damn smart if he's doing that with his eyes closed. Yeah, I love the um, you know, because the fact that they're like in high school, you know, and they're going through the training and and stuff. It's like you get to the end of season three, and they're all like really confident, you know, they all like, oh, we kick ass, we're so cool. And then like the seniors come in and just wreck their shit. <laughs> like one one guy comes in and just beats the hell out of all of them, and the other two are just kind of sitting there like laughing, you know. It's like senior beat, uh, a freshman beatdown day, <laughs> my hero style, you know. Like that was uh, it was so funny, and like the animations during that scene too were fantastic. Yeah, and uh, he even uh, you watched the dubbed version of that. I did that art. Yeah, he even made. I don't know what they do in the the subbed, but he made a joke about uh, he's like, sorry if you sorry if you saw my wiener. I was trying. Oh try, yeah, because <laughs> every time he does it, his clothes just fall off. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Uh, apparently, his quirk only works if his clothes are off, like he was naked. You know, which is hilarious because it's like. You know, who wants to fight a naked guy? You know, like it reminds me of that uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart bit where he's talking about uh, catching his woman cheating on him. He's like, he's like, I wouldn't fight a dude with his dick out. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's like, ain't no way. So, but uh, yeah, that dude was uh, that dude's pretty cool. Um, just the big three in general. Like, I'm really interested to see what the other two can do. You know. So, right, April the can't get her. Just like the the one dude's just like head up against the wall. Like there's too many people, like all nervous, and I'm just like, I'm very confused. How are you? How are you supposed to fight if you can't deal with a large group of people? Well, we shall see. Maybe he can only do it like if he really has to. You know, like if his life depends on it, kind of deal. So I'm interested to see that, and uh, I'm really interested to see what the chick's quirk is too. Uh, I actually had a, I had a theory of what it might be. All right, go. I'm, th- I'm thinking it. that I'm thinking that it might be. Uh, apparently, she's arranged. She her quirk is like a ranged attack. That's so what they said. I, you know, I don't remember them ever uh, <clears throat> ever saying anything about it, but uh, I've got a feeling that maybe she can talk her opponents to death like you know because she's like really uh i guess uh you know really gabby and bouncy and cheerful and it's like oh you know so da, 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 da. and she just keeps talking and everybody's just kind of like what is her deal you know i just i have a feeling that maybe she can she has a quirk that like allows her to like persuasion if you will you know okay yeah you're, you're talking about something along the lines of like that uh that one chick from uh, from the other uh, from the other high school, the one that had a crush on Eraser, like her quirk is when she laughs, she can make everybody else laugh around her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I think is ridiculous, but it's that's hilarious, man. I okay, love how so not all quirks to... are super serious. That's what makes the show so great, you know. Right, and just uh, uh so I'm going to let you know right now. Uh, um, uh, her name. Is uh Hado. Hado. right. Um, I did. Hado. I did find her. I did find her quirk. Her quirk is called wave motion, and it allows her to convert her vitality into pure energy and to release this energy in the form of shock waves. Whoa! I'm kind of excited to see that. That's going to be pretty sick. Ah, uh, see, we need to be careful because the only way fandom knows that is probably through the mangas. Right, 
and the manga is getting released in Shonen. Yeah, and and we're getting in spoiler territory here, so might need to step back because I don't want to like I don't want to spoil it for myself. I sure as hell don't want to spoil it for the listeners. So, so let's just be- press the back button there. Beep beep. But that's really freaking cool. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of excited to see that now. That's so much cooler than what I had. <laughs> it's not She's fair. Talk somebody to death. She's. I mean, <laughs> dude. I. I mean, we're talking about a show that. Okay, you just said it. You have. You have a character who makes people laugh. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, a naval laser like that. That one kills me the most. Just this sparkly laser that comes out of his belly button. Mm-hmm. I love how when he first started using it, it's like if he used it too much, it basically gives him like mud butt. <laughs> tummy tummy ache, yeah. He's like, oh, my tummy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, some of my favorite things about the show, I guess, is uh, <coughs> I love like, uh, you know, I've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I love the uniqueness of each character. You know what I'm saying? I love how even the characters with like the, the weird quirks that you think would be useless actually end up being really cool. You know, like, uh, Mineta. I thought Mineta's quirk was so stupid. And even he, he was like, it's the most useless quirk ever. And then he's actually found a way to make it really useful, you know? Right. Like, like how he, he made like, a he put a bunch of his balls together and like, you know, made a whip as a weapon. He's used it as like a, basically like a anchor to stick to his opponents and weigh him down and drown them. <laughs> you know? Um, he's done all really cool stuff with it, you know, sticking his opponents to the ground when they can't move. You know, like his, it's actually a very useful quirk. Um, right. You know, uh, Sue or Froppy, if you will. She's a, a Toad character, and I've always thought Toad characters are like the stupidest characters. Like Toad on the X Men, I thought was awful. I was like, this now wait, is, now wait a minute. This is so dumb. She's not a Toad. She's a frog. There's a difference. Toads are to, toads and frogs are completely different. So a toad cannot be in water for an extended period of time because a toad will drown. She can. Frogs can. Touche. Your fun fact for the day. It's, Here you go. It's, it's science. I mean, I can't. I can't beat that. Well, no. I mean, my point is like Toad on the X Men. I, I always thought it was lame, but with her character, they make it better. Like it's really cool. You know, like not only is she just a really beloved character, you know, like I think she's absolutely adorable. Like I want a friggin' frog woman guard me, got my back, you know, like I want a little bodyguard frog jumping around, beating up people like she, I don't know, like the way they use her abilities in the show. It's awesome. You know, um, her tongue goes really far and she's, you know, got like. She could jump really far. She's strong. You know, she's smart. She's very good in battle. You know, she's very good at like coming up with, with uh, I guess, quick level headed decisions in battle. You know what I'm saying? We even saw that during the uh, US, was it USJ? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever, you know, the, the League of Villains first attacked the school, you know, like she was there. She had Deku's back. You know, like she's. She's a cool character. Um, she's also got a lot of stuff she could do that we haven't really seen yet. You know, like uh, what's the one where she allows her to swallow things and hold them in her body for like um, whenever she put the handcuffs on that one dude when they were doing the, the test. Oh, right. Yeah. When they were um, uh, battling against the teacher, it was their uh, their teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think can't she spit like like uh, saliva? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's like an acidic. Yeah, she, Hold on, let me. She mentioned, yeah, we got the wiki up, but yeah, she she mentioned you know some of the stuff she could do. We really haven't like seen what she could do, and now we're learning that hey, you can you you can take your quirks and make them better. So a lot of these characters that we're following are going to get better, and that's what's awesome about about you know how this works. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. Because it's not, it's not just like, you know, I was bored with this quirk and, uh, you know, either you got a really good quirk or you have a really bad quirk. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm taking the card I'm dealt and I'm going to expand upon that, you know, and train my body to be, just be better. And I think that's really cool, you know. Yeah, because remember, we, uh, we didn't actually get to... Um, we didn't actually get to see all of their um, super moves because they were tasked out to do two super moves. Um, so, like for uh, Bakugo, for example, we only know that he learned how to do his uh, his AP shot, his armor piercing shot. You know, we saw that he did the machine gun one, but he even like said during the provisional exams, he's like, "Hey, you know, I just I need I needed to um, build on the." Uh, the usefulness of this of this super move. So, like we've only seen like um, like Uraraka. Like we've only seen her uh, her ability to float herself now. Um, you know, so like we're still in for a heck of a lot more super moves that we haven't seen yet. And you know, like mm-hmm. um, freaking like especially Midoriya. Like he literally just did the one shoot style move. You know, he we haven't seen his second one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, My, I'm interested where they're going to go with that too, because you know, like All Might was inherited one for all, and he he spent years training it, making it better, perfecting it, and fighting villains. You know, Midoriya's was just kind of like, you know, here's this ultimate power, you know, have fun. <laughs> And so he's having to like, you know, learn. He's basically sink or swim, you know, and he's right. swimming more so than sinking, you know, granted. Uh, but, you know, it hasn't been easy. Like he's broken a lot of bones and <laughs> went through a lot of heartache and pain and suffering. But, you know, he's, uh, he's pushing through. You know, he's a tough little dude. And, you know, Deco is really, I don't know, I, I've, all, I've, I've resonated with, with Deku from the start of the show, you know, just cause they put you, they automatically put you in that position to, to like him because he is the character. Like, he, even though he doesn't have a quirk, he's, uh, he wants to save lives. He, you know, he wants to be a hero. And, you know, when he runs, like the scene where he runs the, the Bakugo, even the Bakugo has been at this point, especially been treating him like shit and been bullying him. Like, you know, he's fighting that slime creature and he's like, you know, I just can't sit here and watch you die. Like, that's... And, and then watch All Might watch this from the sidelines and, like, be inspired by it. Like, that's that's deep, you know? <clears throat> and uh, so, I, I always, you know, resonated with Deku, so he's, he's a cool dude. Um, Bakugo is actually one of the characters that I despised when the show started, just because it, it kind of puts you in a position where they make you think he's could potentially be a bad guy. Right. You know, and then they have that whole arc 
where they tried to turn him to a villain, you know. Um, granted, you know, if you haven't watched the show yet, this is, we're going to get into some spoilers here. So, um, I know Donnie's probably listening or he's going to be listening pissed off cause <laughs> he's like, you can't spoil the show for me. But, um, <laughs> you know, he like, they capture Bakugo and they're, you know, trying to recruit him to the, the league of villains and Bakugo's like, uh, yeah, not going to do that. Screw you. And, uh, you know, it, 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 his goal still remains the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really did thought that, like, they were going to turn Bakugo evil. And I was like, I was waiting for it the whole time. And I was like, nah, this dude is just, he is determined to be the number one hero. And uh, and then, you know, at the end of season three, we had the, the rematch between Deku and Bakugo. And you see a lot of emotion come out in Bakugo and, and how he feels responsible for, you know, All Might losing his power. And he's... You know, he's uh, also kind of shocked because, you know, he feels like Deku's been messing with him his whole life and not revealing his quirk. But then, that, you know, then he realizes that, like, oh, All Might gave him his powers, you know, and he always looked up to All Might. And, you know, so it's 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 cool, man. It's uh, it's deep. You saw it deeper than than what it appears to be on surface, you know, but most anime are right. Right. It's like, wow, this show looks ridiculous. And you start watching it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a good story, you know. And that's what makes anime so great. So, uh, <clears throat> what are some things we disliked about the show? Uh, not many things to list here. Uh, one thing I, I do, I guess, if I had, if I did have to pick a gripe about the show, it's it's that uh, I feel like season three, as amazing as it was, really touched on. It felt like a another tournament arc kind of deal. Right, yeah, much, much like season two, um, and it's not like I'm really so much a complaint because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every damn minute of it, but I really feel like at some point, you know, and it's, it could be this way in the manga now. I don't know. I haven't read, I haven't looked up anything. Um, at some point, they're gonna have to put up or shut up, and they're gonna have to go toe to toe again with the League of Villains. And this time, League of Villains has, you know, more recruits. You know, they're more well prepared. Um, all for one, just guys ass kicked by All Might. So, uh, Shigaraki, you know, is is basically leader now. Even though All for One's not out of the picture, you know, because they definitely showed him again. Now, that is one one thing I really do like about the show so far is when there's a villain that's introduced and they get their ass kicked, they're they're gone, <laughs> like they're nowhere to be found again. Now. Whether or not they'll show up in the future remains to be seen, you know. Like, Stain was an awesome villain. He came in, served his purpose, you know, spit his rhetoric, got his ass kicked, and then, like, we haven't seen him again. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm interested to see if they if he comes back. All for one, I was almost that way until they had that scene where All Might goes and visits him in the, in the cell. You know? It has that uh, conversation with him. And then, uh, who else? Muscular. The fight between Midoriya and Muscular. Like he he appeared. I'm like, ah, oh, this dude's gonna be strong. And then, yeah, Deku ends up beating him. And they had that whole really emotional scene about him saving that kid's life and all, which was probably, in my opinion, one of the most emotional scenes in the entire show. Oh, 110 percent. Yeah, Co- uh, it, it, the little bit of the little amount of time that Koda was in the series for, like the episode episode and a half that he kind of saw some screen time 
he definitely made a big impact on 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 the character and the story because you know he's still popping in and out and i know we're gonna talk about this in a in a little bit but um yeah uh i honestly i think he's gonna play he's actually gonna play a pretty big part uh in the series it's just yeah. my this is just my thought but he uh he because deku got out of the hospital and he still hasn't went and seen coda uh and so coda hasn't actually apologized to him in person so i'm kind of excited mm-hmm. I love the apology letter, by the way. He's like, "Hey, sorry, I put you in the balls." <laughs> right? <laughs> like every apology letter should start off that way. By the way, so, um, but yeah, the that whole scene where he's he saves him from muscular was just fantastic. It was just it's beautiful. It was, it was it was art in motion, and uh, the very last scene where it shows Deku standing there. After he punched muscular out, and he's like screaming in the air, and he's like his arms broken, and he's got blood all over him. It's like that's the image of a hero, you know, like putting his body, his life at risk to save this kid who really could give two shits of whether or not Deku would live. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, and that's just one of the many things that makes the show so great. You know, is uh, and you know we see that in in in. You know, a lot of Marvel DC stuff, sure, but you know, in the way they portrayed this was like because we got to remember, you know, it's not like Deku was inherited with some god gene like like Superman, you know, <clears throat> and he wasn't like bitten by a radioactive spider and just woke up with awesome powers. Um, like he he was he's he's just a kid. Well, he's still just a kid, you know, even with. One for all, like he's he's a kid, you know. He's to put them in that position, you know. Like when, like the conversation All Might had with uh, Bakugo and Midoriya, like after their fight, he's like, you know, sometimes I forget you guys are just kids, <laughs> you know. And that that hit me, you know, because All Might's looking down on them, kind of like sons at this point, you know. And uh, right. and and you know, he's like. He forgets that, like, they're kids looking up to him, you know. And at this point, he's, I know he's feeling very vulnerable because he don't have his powers anymore, you know. Yeah, no, the, like, uh, honestly, like, so I know we were talking about uh, this third season being no, just another tournament arc, but I feel like, I feel like it was more than that because, like, we saw the last, we, we saw the last tournament arc. So, really, most of the, most of the like emotion from the characters in the series have been just solely um uh, have been Ida and and Midoriya up until season three. And um once we got to season three, like everyone like everyone was emotional, like mm-hmm. freaking Ida Ida Bakugo, um uh Todoroki, um Mineta, like they they were like as soon as like Bakugo got captured like a lot of those a lot of those guys kind of stepped up and uh like we finally started seeing who they were you know uh kirishima like kirishima like he was always the the hothead just like yeah i just want to fight i'm ready to fight like but like when bakugo got taken like his like his like protective like like sensitive side came out and he's like, that's my best friend. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I said, I feel like, I feel like the characters are more like they've, they, they've found themselves a little bit more. Um, now that we've kind of got a little bit further into the series than they did. Yeah. When they first started. 
Right. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that got me too is uh you know, when, when Midoriya was planning that whole like rescue mission where he's he told Kirishima, he's like, you know, you're gonna basically be in in the lead and you'll call out to Bakugo because you've developed a relationship with him, you'll he'll listen to you. It's like man, that's deep, you know. It's like it's it's how they break down the stuff, you know. We see this a lot in, in, in anime that's you know, like you see a lot in Death Note how like it's almost like the character is five steps ahead of, of everyone. And they like the way they cover their tracks, I guess, so to speak. It's just awesome to see that, that type of storytelling play out because it's like, you think that, you know, what's going to happen or how it's going to play out. Like, he, like in that scene, I was like, when is going to lose it and he's going to go out there and he's going to try to fight, you know, he's going to get busted up. All Might's probably going to get busted up as a result. But then it became, Hey, we, don't stand a chance. We need to get him and get out. And I was like, that's really cool how they did that, you know? So I love how it's not, uh, you know, I guess going back to one of my favorite things about the show is it's not, it's not a cliche, you know, it's not, it's very unpredictable at times. And I love that. You know? Yeah. Like, like you never like, so like, honestly, I I, I was right there with you. I was just like, he's going to go out and do something really stupid. All yeah. of them are gonna. All of them are gonna go get super injured. He's I, honestly at that point I thought he was gonna straight up just like break his arms again. So like they were just gonna be like, nope, you're done. You're you just you you, you gotta take a break from yeah. uh, from UA. And then then they went out and they did what they they said they were gonna do. They didn't fight anybody and they rescued him and mm-hmm. everything was everything was honky dory, you know. Um, I I liked how they did it, especially though, because like. All eyes were on the the group of villains, and no one was really focused on uh, on the on the four of them or five of them. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just like off to the side, just like they don't see me. I think I'm safe. We can yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> uh, moving right along with the agenda here. Um, what was your favorite intro out of like? Was it? I think it was four total. No, six total. Two in season one, or wait, was it one in season one, and in two season two, yeah. two season three? Yeah, was that? Season okay, yeah. What's your favorite one? Hmm. That's that's really hard. Um, honestly, I liked um, I liked I like season three is the best. I believe that I believe there's only there's two because at the beginning of season three it was it was different, but uh. Well, I, I like the second one during season three. Um, I think it really showed like a lot of the characters and um, and how they how they'd already evolved. You know, and I, I felt like it didn't like prelude too much to what was getting ready to come. So I know that's a problem with like a lot of shows. Is a lot of shows like when they change the intro, it um, it shows like stuff that's going to happen, like not stuff that's already happened, stuff that's going to happen. Uh, oh yeah, the music just felt comfortable to me, and then like. Um, they always have that like ending scene where they end the song and it's just like a portrait and it showed like all of class one, a, um, and, and even like a lot of the guys from class one B and, and some of the teachers. Um, so I felt like that was pretty cool. You know, just kind of that, like that big unity picture. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty cool intro. The, uh, music was, you know, I, I'd have to say music, like musically, Season two, both intros for season two were fantastic. 
I loved both those songs. And it was very much, uh, you know, it focused a lot on Deku and like his uh, coming into like his, his uh, I would say quirk, but coming into his powers, you know, with the one for all and, uh, you know, like his, I guess, his struggle of like wanting to be all might, you know, you, you, and uh, I don't know, like the music is, is kicking in those, man. Like I, I really enjoy those a lot. But uh, the yeah, I guess the intros or the OPs, if you will, are really good. Um, you know, it's really tells a story in itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and uh, that's you know a good good OP in an anime really speaks volumes to the show. I think you know, like Full Metal Alchemist had so many different OPs, oh my God. and uh, they were all so good. You know, and they all told their own story. And uh, some of the some of them like it was cool because some OPs would actually coincide with other OPs, you know, like uh, just quick, you know, kind of getting off track here with my hero stuff. Like there was an OP in uh, I believe it was I believe it was Brotherhood, where um you see uh, Ed and Al sitting next to a tree, right? And, yep, and, I know exactly. Yeah. And then, like, there's another OP where the camera pans over, and you see Winry standing on the cliff, like, kind of crying, looking out, because she, she, and it's very symbolic of her, like, longing for Edward and Al to come home, and be, you know, be home and be safe, and and uh, but you see the tree behind her, and it's the same tree that they they were just seen in in a previous OP sitting next to, and it's like, wow, that's that is deep you know that's very artistic and i love how they did that so um same thing with like my hero you know you see that a lot you know like you you see the first op where one of the first things you see is you see all might standing there and then deku's reaching out wanting to be him and then as the ops progress per season you see deku coming into his power and being right there underneath all might and growing stronger and you know and like they, they tell a story in their own, you know, and it's, it's really cool to see that. So I love a good, good intro. So, um, favorite character of the show. If you had to pick one character that you just really, that every time they're on screen, you're like, yeah, that's my dude. Ooh, dang. That's, a, that's really, I, honestly, it's such a tough, uh, such a yeah. tough decision. Oh. That's like saying, who's your favorite X-Men? <laughs> oh, that's, that's not as hard, honestly. Who's your favorite X-Men? You know, Wolverine's such a safe answer that I don't even say Wolverine anymore because everyone likes Wolverine. Good for you. Um, I absolutely love Wolverine, though. Just, just say that. But I have to say, if I had to pick a one X-Men that I just absolutely love, is Rogue. Like, from okay. the comics, not the movies. <laughs> okay. Because she's yeah. just... She's powerful, man. She's awesome. She's got an awesome ability, but it's just never seen on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I agree with that. You know, in the first in the first trilogy, they made her like this troubled teen. Unfortunately, yeah. all she did was cry. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I can't touch anybody. <laughs> that's not the rogue I know, sugar. No. Um. Okay. Deal. Uh. So my favorite X Men is Gambit. She's cool. Gambit, it's a he. I said he's cool. Oh, I thought you said she. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I said, don't, is. Don't, don't talk about him like that. <laughs> I know he. I know he has some long hair and all, but 
got a pretty face. He does. He's uh, honestly, if anyone had to play him, I would really hope they'd pick Channing Tatum straight up. Yeah, I can see that. I know someone briefly played him like for a very short period of time in X Men Origins Wolverine, but I didn't uh, really get to see. I didn't get to see him, and I wanted to. He showed up, got punched in the face, and that was it. <laughs> Correct. He's the guy in Remy LeBeau. Bam. That's about it. It made me kind of sad, honestly. I was expecting more out of that. Yeah, I expected a lot more out of all these movies. I expected um, good old Deadpool to not be that bad. They need to get basically get the writers who did Avengers and write uh, an X-Men reboot. It'll never great. happen. Just don't cast an old gay man as Magneto. And I'll be cool. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Pat? Well, well no, sorry. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Fantastic. Actor. Patrick Stewart. I was yeah. about to switch uh, him around. Totally tongue in cheek. Like, uh, uh, he's a fantastic actor. He just, he didn't fit. It's hard to say he didn't fit that part because he played it so damn well. And that's what makes me mad. I'm like, he was such a good Magneto, but he wasn't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Right, like casting in X Men was awesome. Like in my opinion, I thought casting wasn't terrible. You know, Hugh Jackman, uh, Patrick Stewart. I mean, come on. Oh, of course, Hugh Jackman, one hundred ten percent. Like that man embodied every bit of what Wolverine was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, you can't replace Hugh Jackman. I mean, you can, and it's just not going to be as good. Yeah. Then again, you never know. I have been surprised before. Now, if we could just find a, like, I would say good Peter Parker, but I don't really. Hey, have, Tobey Maguire was pretty good. Though I, I liked the first two of the original trilogy, and then the third one bombed it. Yeah, and third one was terrible. Yeah. Third one was, yeah, third one was bad. And then Richard, and then Richard Garfield. Sorry, Richard, am I right? Uh, ooh. Richard Garfield, I thought, right? Hmm. Let's look it up. How about that? Problem solved. Oh, I'm sorry. Richard Garfield was the creator of Magic, so let me just correct myself. One of the co-creators. Apologies. He's created many, many board games. Well, I have it pulled up here. It's not telling me who played Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Okay, see, Garfield, I got it right. Yeah. He wasn't a bad Peter Parker. It's just those movies yeah. weren't that. Yeah, they were. The storyline was just kind of off for yeah. both of them. The second, yeah. honestly, I felt like the second one was better than the first one, which is really rare. I thought I the felt, first one was better than the second one. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like the. I didn't. I didn't like the Doctor Connor in that one. That was that one kind of felt just too. That felt like too off to me. Yeah, I hate the. Uh, the oh, Uncle Ben is part of secret. You know, uh, experiments for whatever. I don't know. Oh, his lame. parents. It was his parents. It was his parents. Okay, yeah. There yeah, because because uh, Uncle Ben was killed uh, still by the robber. That, that that's never changed. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was his parents who were part of like, ooh, hey, we're just gonna go. Uh, we we have to leave you here with your aunt and uncle. Sorry, we gotta go. Bye. What you think about Spider Man Homecoming? And I know this is totally off track. I might even cut all this out. <laughs> what do you think about Spider-Man Homecoming? Um, do you want my honest opinion? 
I, I didn't. Mean, uh, I did. I, I didn't see it all because every time I sat down to watch it, I fell asleep. Fair enough. I mean, honestly, um, the actor that's playing the current Spider-Man, I've watched Infinity War, I watched Civil War, um, so it's it's not him. Honestly, it's just like uh, I know you said this in the past. I, I literally just feel like just like lately, Spider-Man is just like everybody's been overloading with him. Like he was like honestly, I feel like he's a great actor. He's a great, you know. He plays that. He plays a young Peter Parker very well. Mm. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're that's that's what they're going for. They're not going for they're they're going for like freshman Peter Parker, and not like senior getting ready to go to college. Already been Spider Man mm. for a couple of years. Peter Parker. They're getting ready. They're they're going for a Peter Parker that just just figured out who he wants to be. Right. A lot of people forget too that he's the original Spider-Man was, you know, created as a teenager, which right. is you know when whenever Stan Lee created him, his publisher told him he's like Stan, this is like the worst idea ever. He's like, why? He's like, well, first of all, people hate spiders. And second of all, he's a teenager. Only you know teenagers are psychics. <laughs> so if only they knew then what Spider-Man would become now. Change that tone a little bit there, Mister. Uh, but going coming back to My Hero Academia. Oh, um, that's right. I'm still trying to decide on who my favorite character is. Um, <sighs> honestly, um, someone that I get really excited to see every time they get on the screen is you're really excited to see uh, Tokoyami. He's because he. I feel like he's. He's a mystery, in my personal opinion. Like, so yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's got dark shadow. You know what? I like. He's the only person that we really didn't like get to see like his parents or anything. You know, he's just there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's he true. He doesn't, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk about like his, his his outside, like his his outside life at all. So he's kind of like that mystery. Like he's that person that like. I want to start catching little details, you know, and I want to, I want to be like, oh man, that's yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know. I, I want to be like, I want to be that person to figure out who he is. Yeah, he is a cool character, and I love his new ability now, where he can basically encase himself in his shadow and use it like armor. Right. That's so freaking cool. I'm really interested to see how, he, like, how strong he becomes because, you know, the dark shadow is pretty freaking cool. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm uh, one of my favorite characters, honestly. Uh, is Eraserhead? Okay, yeah. Like he, you know, he's got that very chill, stoic approach to him. You know, very st- he takes things very seriously. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you first met him, he was like really crazy. <laughs> he's like, hey, everything you just did was all in vain. <laughs> you know. Um, he, he loves to mess with his students, you know, cause you know, he gets a kick out. It. It's great, but he also has probably one of the most useful quirks in the world of my hero academia. And the simple fact that like, doesn't matter what you could do. He's going to take it from you. You know what I'm saying? Like he could technically make invisible girl like where you could see her. You know what I'm saying? Scary. That would be scary. 
because we don't know it half the time. She is naked. (laughs) She is. And I'm saying, like, what if there's a scenario where she, you know, she has her clothes on and he gets mad at her and he looks at her and she's like, everyone can see her. And everyone's like, holy crap, that's what you look like. But there's a lot of rumors, too, going around that she's the traitor. I don't know if you caught that. That would make sense. That brief conversation where they were trying to figure out, you know, how the villains knew where to meet them for training. Yeah, right. So, um, I believe I was actually in uh, David Montronga. He does the voice of Shoto Todoroki. Uh, I was in his panel. I stepped in late and I was like, I'm going to check this out for a few minutes. And then it got kind of spoilery, so I left. But a couple of the uh, um, the fans in the audience were taught were saying that the manga uh, actually tells you who the traitor is. So season four, we get to find out who the traitor is. I'm kind of scared because, you know, you, you learn to love these characters and all, and then like one of them's a traitor. It's like, Oh man. So I'm kind of hoping it's maybe like an expendable character, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then again, Honest. if it's, if it's somebody we really like, that'll kind of suck. Well, you, you know, it's going to be someone we like, you like some of those things that have happened so far, you just come out of the blue and you're just like, huh, why, yeah. why would you do that? Why would you do that to my soul? Like if it's, like present Mike. What? Or no, it had to be it had to be somebody that was there. Yeah. That's right. So it had to be one of the um all it, so all my um the pussycats, eraser head. All my didn't know where they were, did he? Yes. And the principal and then the stu- and then the students were the only ones that knew. So I mean it's very possible it's one of the students. Yeah. We also. What well, if it's that, that uh, you know, actually now that we're thinking about, it, what if it's that copy guy that's always like talking crap? Oh yeah, he always gets neck chopped by that chick. Yeah, he gets, big, yeah, he big gets neck chopped by his his, his <laughs> class rep. Yeah. You know what? Was he there? He was. was. He, he was. Remember, because he was. He got. He got stuck in the classroom. Oh um, yeah, 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 with uh, Kirishima and them. Yeah, because he failed his final exam. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because he was talking junk, and they were like, "You failed too." <laughs> right. You failed yeah. too. What are you talking crap about me for? Heck yeah. So we're gonna be real interesting, man. Season four, I think, is probably gonna be one of the best seasons yet, and I'm I'm freaking pumped. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, favorite character definitely Eraserhead. Um, I love him, dude. He's he's a. Uh, I love the fact too that he not only has that awesome quirk, but he also learned how to fight really well using his like his scarf, basically. <laughs> so he's kind of like a Spider-Man in the sense that he could use his scarf to just kind of like rope you in or like sling towards you and just beat the crap out of you. And it's it's awesome to see how like you know he swings into battle, and they try to use their cork on him, and it's just like oh well that didn't work, and they just get kicked in the face. <laughs> like that's what I love about it. He's, he's such a cool character, and uh, the fact that he jumped in there and took all them like bad guys on himself during the uh, USJ attack was pretty pretty cool. Kind of solidified my love for him. Plus, like I kind of got a little fucked up. Even if he got really messed up by no movie. 
came but, back in the next day looking like a mummy. <laughs> yeah, it's like come back to class teaching. Like they're like, should you be in bed? I mean, <laughs> so that was great. Uh, least favorite character. Ooh, least favorite. I th- honestly, that's that that one's actually that one's pr- that one's harder in my personal opinion than than finding out who my favorite is. Because mm. most of the characters, I, I actually like most of the characters. I'm, ha- I'm not really opposed to many of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, if I had to say my least favorite character, uh, my least favorite character is 100. It would would probably be 100 100% Endeavor. He's just yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, no, he's just a hot like a hot mess of I like li- a literal hot mess like like. <laughs> all, he, he he finally got to be number one here, and he and he's and he's in his little weight room pouting about it, like oh, this isn't the way I wanted to do it. I'm just like, what are you whining about, dude? You know, like you're number one now. You got what you always always wanted. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of uh of uh, Bakugo during the tournament with Shotaroki, uh, the Todoroki, right? Which I thought was you know kind of cool symbolism i guess because bakuko wanted to beat todoroki at his best and it was just kind of like he basically threw the match you know bakuko won and then complained about it and then here we are now come full circle todoroki's dad's kind of doing the same thing about all might i thought it was kind of interesting to see that yeah both kind of I don't know. Todoroki kind of he he did set himself apart. Like he's he's become more one of the more one of more of my well liked characters because he's he's finally like you know it took it took Deku telling him hey stop being stop being so so hateful and just realize that this is that this is all about you. You don't have to worry about him. It's mm-hmm. it's you, not him. It's not his decision. And right. you know he's kind of he's he's actually like turned into a better character and a better person for it, in my personal opinion. And we, and I, and I think we really, really saw that when they were doing the, when they were doing their provisional exams and he, um, and he had to fight side by side, the guy from, um, uh, Shiketsu high school, the, for the, uh, Inasa, the guy, the world, the guy that made tornadoes and stuff. Guy yeah. Used his air. <laughs> I, I think we really saw that when, when they like, when, when they finally both just, you know, you you are Urashi finally was like okay you know I'm being stupid and Todoroki was like he doesn't know me as a person he's like uh, he he's like I can't really change what I did back then but mm-hmm. and then they both finally realized oh well you know we're both being stupid we both need to handle this like heroes and they, and, and that's when they finally took care of business you know definitely shows the evolution of angry I hate you. I'm I'm gonna be the best Todoroki to freaking humble. Like I know I used to not be the nicest human being in the world, and this is why. So, right. Yeah, I um. At one point in the show, I really despised Bakugo. Uh, I wouldn't say well. I would say despised is a strong word. I didn't like how he just couldn't see how Deku is like just trying to be his friend and be there for him and, you know, compete with him as a friendly rivals. It was like, he was basically bullying Deku 
because he had a quirk and Deku didn't, you know, and then he saw that, you know, lo and behold, Deku had pulled this quirk out of his ass and he was not only did he pull out of his ass, but he's really strong. Uh, Granted at the expense of his, you know, his health. Uh, But, you know, now he's, Deku's gotten to a point where he's really strong and competing with Bakugo and, you know, and, and like we talked about earlier, you know, this Bakugo is actually kind of a deep character. And I kind of wonder if that has something to do with like his, his home life, you know, like, is he, does he have some sort of like, you know, deep animosity towards his father, much kind of like Todoroki does, because, you know, we, we, we actually get a chance to meet Bakugo's family and his mom's very like, you know, exactly like him. Exactly like him, you know, to the point where it's like, you know, don't you talk to me that way? And, you know, like if he mouths off, she, she smacks him, you know, <laughs> like tough love kind of deal. And, uh, and then his, his stepdad's just kind of like this meek, like, oh, you shouldn't talk to your mother that way. And they're both like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> What's that? What was that? His stepdad? I'm assuming because, okay. uh, the way, well, the way he talked, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I mean, you never know. They yeah. both they 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 they, they both look somewhere. Yeah, and, and yeah. to be so young, you know, like these are kids; they're influenced just like anyone else is. Kind of makes you wonder, like, where these people, or where where the, where are these kids, you know, how are they influenced? Like, what what brought them to be the way they are now? You know, what I'm saying, like, we know that you know Deku is very soft and sensitive guy because you know he's he grew up with his mother who's very sweet and was always very protective over him. And we see that even when all might came and visited him. And, uh, but then you have, you know, Bakugo who's polar opposite, whose mom was, you know, I'm sure he loves him, but is also seemed like the kind of mom is just like, you know, go out and do whatever, you know? And so he did. And, kind of become as, you know, cause I had friends like that in, in middle school, even, you know, like their mom just, I'm looking at my mom and their mom, you know, and like their mom was just kind of like, oh, you can go do whatever. It's cool. You know, my mom was always very protective, you know, so I can kind of relate there too, you know, with, with, with like Deku where it's like, you know, his mom is like the, the overprotective rather, you know what I'm saying? And she loves him and she wants him to aspire to his, for his dreams. But it's like at the same time, she knows that there's, risk involved and she's not sure she's willing to go through with it because that's her baby and then you have Bakugo's mom is just kind of like you know do your thing so I'm wondering like where Bakugo's competitive nature kind of came from you know maybe maybe it's something he just developed through because of that you know because he had a lack of guidance maybe he like just kind of took the took the reins and was just like you know what I'm going to be the best you know I I look up to All Might I'm going to be the best that's just me, you know. So it, it, we're still learning a lot about these characters. This is kind of my point, you know. Like we, right, we don't right. know, we don't know like where it's going to go, you know. So I'm still super interested, you know. And like I said earlier, I was really glad to see they had an arc where it was like you thought Bakugo was going to get converted to be a villain, and he was just like, <laughs> "Screw right. y'all," you yep. know. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not joining your league of nerds. <laughs> So, um, predictions for season four. All right. So I have 
a few predictions for um, for because, like I said, we've only seen one. Um, a, a lot of we've only seen once one super move for a lot of them. So I feel like so clearly, clear, clear, clearly, Midori is going to be using his shoe style more. He's finally figured it out. Um, so I'm thinking he's going to be doing something like, cause he was, he was having a pretty hard time against Bakugo, um, controlling the direction, but, um, maybe like a roundhouse kick, um, projecting like, uh, like since he's going in a tornado projecting, uh, like an arc, like more of like an arc or like a circle of compressed air or like, yeah, yeah like maybe he like, like kicks off a like, like Razor Leaf in Pokemon, you know, he shoots off like a thing mm-hmm. of air. Um, Much like he did with his, uh, when he was doing, the, he's like flicking the air during his fight yep. with uh, Todoroki. Yeah. Yep. So with his foot, he's just going to like be able to direct it and, may, and maybe like make it sharper and a little bit more, um, more like focused on a certain area. Um, yeah. That's probably one of my, uh, one, one of my best guests. Um, because also we saw All Might perform uh, the Oklahoma Smash when he when he rotated his own body so fast he created the vortex. Mm. Um, so maybe maybe he'll maybe Bakugo is gonna or sorry not Bakugo excuse me Midori is gonna uh, like figure out a way to do that with his legs you know spin in a circle like that. Maybe it'll help his maneuverability. So that's probably one of my best guesses for uh, mm. for techniques. Um. Story wise, honestly, I think story wise it's gonna be fairly interesting. Um, so we did get the uh, the information earlier on in the season about work study uh, about their work study programs. Um, so that's that. So, well, that wasn't early. I'm sorry. Closer to the end. Apologies. Um, so honestly, I think that's going to play a big part. It's going to be like kind of like their internship, but I think they're going to get a little bit more time, and I think it's going to spread the the season out a little bit more. They're definitely going to. Um, nah, I think most of them are definitely going to be doing the work study programs. Uh, I feel like Todoroki, though, if he does a work study program, he was one of the ones that didn't get his professional license, so he's not going to be able to do his immediately. He has to wait, but um. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like if he gets to if he does get to do a work study program, um, I feel like, I don't feel like he's going to pick his father, and I think that's going to cause a really big issue um, between the two of them. And then I think since we haven't talked about it yet, I honestly think um, Uraraka and um, Deku are finally going to finally going to realize that they both like each other because she's like madly in love with him but she's she doesn't she wants to fight and be just as strong as he is yeah um and kind of just suppress those feelings well like they they both they both keep doing this thing where they just they they both like each other and then they both like they they're they're basically teenagers they just don't know what they want at the time yeah they're very much teenagers and that's what i'll say um we yeah we definitely haven't touched on that that was something i did want to bring up is i love the like the unspoken love story that's also being told between those two, you know, and they did, they kind of did the same thing with Full Metal Alchemist, um, yeah. with Winry and and Edward, because you see even Winry, I think Winry kind of 
notices it first. She's like, you know, she even asks herself, she's like, am I falling for him? You know, like, and then you see towards the end of the, the, the show where he realizes that you know, he loves her, he, she loves him. And then you get that half-assed to like, it's, it's not really half-assed because it's very much Edward because he's all about alchemy where he's just like, he basically uses the equation where he's like, you know, let's give each other half of our life or whatever. And she laughs and she's like, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to do 100% of our life to one another, you know, that kind of deal. And uh, so I'm kind of hoping that like, but you know, you never see like the actual physical connection between them. Like they never kiss, you know, I think they might've hugged before he got on the train, but in my hero, I kind of want to see it develop into like, a, you know, like uh, an actual relationship, you know, like, yeah, like maybe yeah. they get together and they try to keep a secret, you know, like, uh, Pam and Jim, the office style, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and that's why we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> well, it's not going to last very long because she, they, the, the girls in the class already know that she's like head over heels for some guy in like, yeah, Minetta and uh, not, I'm sorry, not Minetta. Now I see, I'm forgetting all kinds of names. See, now that, now that we're doing the show, I'm drawing blanks. I appreciate it. Um, the alien, yep, the alien girl, yep, the pink girl. See, we'll, we'll have her name momentarily. Uh, Mina, sorry, Mina Ashida. We just discussed this the other day because the voice of Winry is, uh, is is actually the same voice as Mina. Yep. Uh, Glass. Yes, Caitlin Glass. Caitlin Glass. She she voiced Winry Rockville, and the English dub as well. Um. But yeah, so like we saw Mina like going like hardcore, like I'm not going to bed until I find out. And she's just like, uh, Uruk is just floating upside down, just like. And then she sees him, and then she sees him out the window working on his ultimate move, and she's just like, you could you could tell like, it's she she's 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 gonna break. She's not gonna be able to hold it up all season. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see where they go with that too. So, because I mean. Relationships and animes are always kind of like from just from what I noticed. Like it's and it's weird how they 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 touch on them. You know, like even in Dragon Ball, it's like very, you know, like when Vegeta and Bulban got together, it was kind of like it's like, hey, we were we had a baby, now we're married, and now you know I boss him around, even though he's the prince of all Saiyans. And then with right. Goku and Chi Chi, it's just kind of <laughs> like you know. Goku and Chi Chi, uh, Goku shows almost no emotion towards Chi Chi, even though he loves her. You've never seen him kiss. I don't think you've ever seen him hug. You've seen her hug his arm when she basically forced him to marry her. <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, honestly, that's more like an actual marriage. Let's be honest, like, because she'll come out and she'll be like, Goku, you know better then this and she starts yelling at him she 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 does the natural wife thing like hey you know you're doing something stupid stop doing something stupid That's Let, good yeah you know she she does she just show her love and he's like oh boy i made my wife like you know he he notices that he made his wife mad it's it's more like an actual marriage that they, they they so this is this is just my personal opinion um but they are really good like they they look like they they, they were best friends beforehand before they got married. 
Yeah, I feel I feel I feel that's how it is. You know, they're just they're, they're just best friends, and they end up getting married. Goku's a, a big kid too, so it's just, it, it works out too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for her, you know, she just wants like an honest, hardworking man that's family oriented. She doesn't realize that Goku's like he's got to save the world because he's like, you know, he's a goat when it comes to fighting, man. Like when it comes to saving the world, like you know, I I I wouldn't mind being married to someone who saves the world. I mean, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm sure, you know, she she just wants to live a normal life. You can't have that in, in Dragon Ball World. I mean, you, have, you still have dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs still exist in the, world, in the world of Dragon Ball. So so get over it. But um, with all that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think we've been rambling for a while now. Well, okay. we haven't really been rambling. We actually, I'm surprised. We've actually pretty, we've, we've done a pretty good job of staying on topic today. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to try and keep it an hour, but the Myero is just too cool. So we had a lot to talk about. But uh, this has been the Toriyama Experience Episode 4. We appreciate you all listening. Be sure to go to SoundCloud and iTunes and check us out at the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, There is actually where you will find this podcast, the Toriyama Experience. Uh, Be sure to uh, subscribe follow us, uh, leave us a review, especially on iTunes. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll even read it on the show. That'd be kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at DB underscore Frosty. You can follow me on Twitter at DB underscore Frosty, even though I low-key, I kind of hate Twitter. But preferably DB underscore Frosty on Instagram. Uh, if you're into anime merchandise, that's t-shirts, keychains, figures, you can follow my store at King Kai's Planet on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, go to search bar, type in King Kai's Planet Store. should pop right up. Um, I'm just now kind of getting started with that, so my inventory is kind of low. I do have figures for sale, though, but uh, just give me, keep checking back with me, give me a few months. I will have some inventory for you guys, and we'll, uh, you know, m- some my hero shirts hopefully soon knock on wood will be coming in and you'll be able to purchase those there on my store um zach where can they find you man uh so i do have an i do have an instagram account it's actually for my family so um me being a giant nerd my family cosplays we go to different conventions um so we just started our own page um so you can find me on instagram at Led Nerd, L E D N E R D, cosplay. Um, a Bearded Nerd will be on Facebook. Just type in a Bearded Nerd podcast and it should pop up. I'm also going to go ahead and share a link to my um, my first episode in the Loot Bros group as well. So if you're in there, you can find me on there. Um, and you can find me on PSN at Natsu Dragon. 2222. All right, and that's us. And uh, be sure to check back with us. We'll have another episode hopefully next week. Donnie will probably be back. We'll be talking some more uh, Dragon Ball or whatever he's been watching. I've actually got Donnie watching Brotherhood right now. So eventually we're going to do a, my, a full metal discussion. Ooh. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, let me know. We can make I'll definitely that be there for that one. So uh, I, you, know what, you know what you forgot to do? What's that? This is the Toriyama experience. You forgot to give your shout outs. You're right. Let's do that. All right. Wow. Mark Guest knows more about the show than we do. You know why I forgot to do it? 
because I forgot to put it in the notes. This is why you have an agenda, ladies and gentlemen, so you can always remember what you were doing with your own show. And you know, there's been times we recorded uh, episodes of the Loop Bros, even, and we had so much stuff to cover that after we were done recording, we we're like, "Hey, we forgot to do that." <laughs> um, doesn't happen to the pros though. That's why they're pros and we're not. But uh, let's do some shout outs real quick. I'm, I'd like to give a shout out to my lovely wife who's in the next room right now, I guess, playing Elder Scrolls Online. If she hasn't fallen asleep already. Yeah. But uh, she has been cooking for like four hours straight, getting ready for Thanksgiving. So it is uh, it's actually Thanksgiving right now. So happy Thanksgiving, Zach. Happy and, Thanksgiving, uh, bud. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to her. Shout out to our fans of the Loot Bros Network, Loot Bros Podcast, and Toriyama Experience. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, listening to our opinions on things, all things anime, even when we forget names of our favorite characters and can't <laughs> pronounce the Japanese names uh, or haven't read the mangas yet. So we have no clue what's going to happen. And we give our predictions for season four, and you're probably screaming at us like, you idiot, no, this is what happens. We do appreciate you listening anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, thanks to all of y'all. Um, just a reminder to check us out on SoundCloud and I'll leave us a review. And we would greatly appreciate that. You guys rock. Uh, Zach, shout outs. Uh, yeah, so I would also like to give a shout out to my my lovely wife as well. She's, uh, she's about two and a half hours away right now. She's been taking care of the kid for the past three days because I've had to work. So I've kind of gotten a break, but I kind of haven't gotten a break. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to the Toriyama Experience and the Loot Bros podcast because I am I have been graced with a special guest and Mr. Frosty here for my episode and he graced me with being a guest on his episode. So, you know, spread the love and uh also like to give a shout out to all the fans and everybody that will be coming my way. Um I hope to hear from you guys and uh yeah, I think that's about all I got, Frosty. Cool deal. Well, uh, with all that being said, we'll, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.